Hi, welcome to the Power for Good podcast. I'm your host, Christina Ray Almeida, entrepreneur, environmental advocate, somatic healer, life coach, and really just a grateful part of this beautiful planet. I'm also a former alcoholic and addict, and I'm here to ask some really hard questions while diving deep and discovering how influential people are using their power for good or not. What happens when someone goes through an awakening? Can people really change? How and why? Let's explore. Hey, everybody. So today we're going to be talking about how I navigated my wedding sober. And this was a really interesting day, not only because I was sober, but because my wedding day was actually my one year sober anniversary. So I got sober exactly one year before my wedding. And that was not planned. Somebody asked me if that was planned. And I'm like, how could I have planned that? You know, I mean, I guess I could have planned my wedding literally on that day. But yeah, it was not planned. So it was pretty cool. But it did add another element that was interesting to the wedding. And I mean, it's hard enough to be a bride, but being essentially the only sober person at my wedding, it just added another element of pressure for sure but also another element of excitement. And a lot of my friends, they still drink. Not a lot, but I haven't really made tons of friends yet that are completely sober. I have made a handful, but not really that I would invite to my wedding. So I was essentially the only person not drinking. And my husband, he doesn't really drink, but he did have like, I think one beer at some point. So technically, I was the only person who didn't drink. And that definitely, it just felt a little lonely in some way. But it also felt, I don't know, I was a little like proud and excited to be the only sober person. As much pressure as it did add, I realized one day into the events that with the lifestyle and practices that I now have and all of my rituals, that there's really nothing that can shake me not even a bunch of drunk people. (laughs) So I wanted to share some of those important practices with you. And I've been calling this my sober bride survival guide. (laughs) And the following are what I believe to be the most important practices that really kept me healthy, thriving, and sane throughout the whole wedding experience. And I had a beautiful wedding experience. We got married at Paris. It was my dream. And we ended up having our honeymoon in Greece. Really no bumps in the road, just uh, rain on the wedding day. But I think that's good luck, right? So let's go into the practices. One of the most important things was that I did not go on a wedding diet. I know this is simple, but I think it's really important. That's why it's number one. Because keeping my body calm and not stressed with a crazy diet, I think really helped me stay sane. I think crazy diets only work for the short term. So yes, I probably could have lost a couple pounds and looked a little bit skinnier if I wanted to do that for the wedding, but at what cost? 
healthy eating should be a lifestyle and something that you do out of love for your body in the long term. This can really, if when you do a crazy wedding diet, it's essentially a, a crash diet for your wedding. And you're telling yourself, hey, I'm not perfect. And I need to change in order to be worthy of this wedding, in order to be worthy of my husband. And guess what? That's not true. You're perfect. Crazy diets build a negative body image and they add to hunger and stress. And there's a lot already leading up to the wedding. So hello, Bridezilla. I think that this is where Bridezilla comes from. I totally could have seen myself turning into a monster if I was on a diet because I was already on the brink of being overstressed and, and a couple of times getting a little angry about a couple of things. And if adding the combination there, being hangry, it would have turned me into a bridezilla. So rather than focus on losing weight, I chose to focus on accepting and loving myself and my partner and living in the present as much as I could. So that's a very important practice for the Sober Bride Survival Guide. Another practice, no matter where you are, is being in nature. I think it's really important for me to connect to nature wherever I am. Even though I was in Paris, I got out, I walked in the parks. It's very grounding. So really it's just grounding yourself wherever you are. So whatever that looks like for you, just ground. Nature can be very, very healing, very, very grounding. Next is moving your body. Dancing, gym, yoga, working out, really whatever that looks like for you. It's really important because leading up to a wedding, we have so much stress and anxiety can build up and anger, sadness, emotions, whatever. It's all part of the mix and you got to release it, let it out. And so let those emotions move through. For me, I was doing a lot of dance for my wedding. So I was just dancing every day, twirling around, doing yoga on the floor, my uh, hotel room. And it felt good. It felt good to release those emotions. I was definitely getting some anxiety. And to that extent, practicing just mindfulness. So meditation, again, just walking in the park, however you can ground yourself even further is important. So I think meditation is really important. So a daily meditation practice or every couple of days, whatever that looks like for you, just coming back to yourself and giving yourself time to just process, release, and clear all the thoughts. And something that was really helpful for me was green juice or anything that gives you life and energy and nutrients. So while you're not on a wedding diet, find things that make you feel yummy and feel good. For me, that was green juice, especially if you're traveling. Green juice is a great way to just fill your body with nutrients, elements, vitamins, and re-energize the body. You will feel tired. And you don't want to be chugging coffee all day long because that's also not going to make you feel good. You're going to get high on the coffee, crash, anxiety, and that might also bring Bridezilla out. And we don't want her, you know, I mean, Bridezilla can be fun for a minute, but then it's not good for you. (laughs) And one of the last things, which I think is so, so important is planning your honeymoon consciously so you're not worried about that during the wedding as well. So there's a lot that can go into planning your honeymoon consciously. Pick a place where you can have adventures and you won't get bored. You don't want to be just laying around bored watching people get drunk on the beach. Celebrate breakfast. So find places where you can have the best breakfast. As 
I've started my sober journey and just as a sober person, I really have started to love breakfast. So my husband and I will go out to breakfast all the time and just find the best breakfast spots. So this can be a really fun part of honeymoon. Continue to make time for treating yourself. So spa it up, schedule appointments in advance before you even take off for the wedding or if you're having your wedding at home, schedule in advance before the wedding approaches. Call the hotels in advance for honeymoon romantic freebies like flowers in the room. Let them know also that you're sober. There's nothing worse than having to turn away the free champagne bottles that they bring you as a honeymoon gift. So this happened to us many times. So this is definitely a big tip. Uh, they're always going to bring you champagne. It's so sweet of them that you feel like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I don't drink. I don't want the champagne. Some people don't really get it. And they're like, oh, you don't want the champagne? Oh, just take it anyway. So I'm like, okay, I'll take it. And then it just sits there for days getting hot. So you put it outside and it's awkward. So call before and just stress. Like, I don't drink. I don't want the champagne. Bring me some fruits, whatever, flowers. And yeah, just plan your honeymoon ahead of time because a sober honeymoon planned accordingly can be quite fabulous. The last part of the Sober Bride Survival Guide is just stay connected to your partner and remember why you're really doing this. You love each other. You're here to celebrate that. You're here to create a union and a bond with someone that you love and you want to build something together. Don't forget to check in with them. Don't forget that reason why you started this whole process. A wedding sober, even just attending someone else's wedding sober can seem really overwhelming, but it was actually one of the most amazing experiences that I've ever had. When I was first getting sober, I was like, will I ever dance again? And I've never danced more in my life than this past year sober. And I've never fully enjoyed it more so because I'm so present. It's really me dancing. And in the beginning, you know, I started to take a little courage. I felt kind of awkward, but once I got past the awkwardness, it's like, it's me dancing, me as a human, you know? And I really get to release my wild and release my true self. So at the wedding, I did not leave the dance floor. At one point I'm like, wait, I need to hang out with my husband because he doesn't love dancing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go hang out with my husband reconnect with him. Uh, drag him onto the dance floor and we danced, you know, until three in the morning. So I was one of the last people standing and I did not get tired because I wasn't drinking. And it's also so beautiful because people really admire you when you're not drinking. They admire your energy and your courage for, for just staying sober. So it's, it's great to have all that admiration and, and people see you as a, as a pillar and as a rock of support. So overall, it really wasn't challenging for me to stay sober. I thought it might be weird. I thought I might get triggered, but I just had so much fun watching everybody have a really good time. You know, if they were drinking, celebrating us, celebrating love, remembering why they were here, feeling so, so grateful that so many people came a long way and were just there to support us and support our love. Speeches, you know, like the whole experience was just so amazing and so beautiful. And what I really just practiced and worked on the whole time was staying present and not focusing on the externalities, but focusing on me and my husband, why we're there, our love, our family, the love that everybody was showing us, just the love and nothing else really mattered, you know? 
because that's at the core what we're really doing. I think sometimes people focus way too much on the aspect of the event and the wedding and all the jizz and jazz, jizz and jazz. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So it's all about love in the end. I know it can seem very overwhelming to navigate events like a wedding, like your own wedding, someone else's wedding, as I said, even just going to a party. But when you reframe the situation and when you redefine, shift your perspective and start to really develop confidence as who you are and you stand strong in that, nothing can shake you. When you develop practices like this, just things on a daily basis and rituals that help you every day feel nourished and feel strong and thrive, nothing will, sh will shake you. Nothing will, will ever knock you off your feet. You will never be surprised. And yes, you may feel triggered, but when you have your practices to fall back on, it doesn't matter. You go to the breath work, you go to take a little break, you know, you have your boundaries set, you go do some yoga, you go dance, you go walk in nature. There's so much that you can do. And I'm always here to help you shape that, to redefine what it means to be sober and to empower you. That's definitely my mission now. That's why I'm here. I'm here to support you in these similar experiences and to share my experiences. So thanks for tuning in. My wedding was obviously something that I will never forget and I will probably continue sharing about. This is just the, the beginning. There was so much to dive into there. But I'm just so grateful. So thanks for tuning in and uh, have a beautiful day. I'm Christina Ray, and you've been listening to the Power for Good podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And join me next week for another powerful conversation. Share a story of how you are using your power for good by sending me a DM on my Instagram, at Christina Ray Almeida. I'll be sharing your stories at the end of every episode weekly. If you're interested in learning more on how we can work together, head to my website, IamChristinaRay.com and let's connect. Sending you so much love and remember, you are powerful.